George, is your light turned off? That there it goes. Better. Hang on. That's a By the way, bright. dual colors. Hey, look. Fancy. You've got a glare light. Yeah, I know. I, I, can't, I can't do anything about it. Okay. Um, it's it, it's irritating up. the fuck out of me, too. I, I could try and do this. That works. There, there we go. Hey, look. It's totally, it's totally fine. <laughs> I mean, I mean. One thing has just occurred to me that I haven't done. Uh, Socks, I have a question for you. I have the answer. Awesome. Now, George, can I have an answer from you? It's 42. Uh, lemmings don't jump off cliffs. That was a uh, propaganda by correct. Disney for entertainment. They literally push them off. Thank you. Now I'm going to listen. Awesome. Everything sounds brilliant. Also, by the way, Major Socks gets seven points. I get seven? Sweet. Yes, you get, you, get, you get seven points because you had the correct answer. Yes. Because the correct answer is 42. We just don't know what the question is. Oh, My answer is correct too. Yeah, but it's not the it's not the answer to the, the life universe and everything. That's at least worth seven points. I agree. Negative three All points. Right. Socks. Are, are we ready to do this? Yep. This episode of Getting Table is brought to you by Valhalla Hobby. Use code TABLED to get 5% off any order over $100 for one use only. That is code TABLED at ValhallaHobby.com. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is Getting Tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my ineptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to Getting Tabled with your host, the Bruce. Hello, folks. Welcome to another year. 2024 is here, and I'm rhyming. I'm not entirely sure why. We also have with us, he is the main man. Uh, he is still a major, but I'm going to call him Captain Socks just to annoy him. Um, demoted again. Yep, I'm back. <laughs> uh, we With uh, Christmas, uh, my wife surprised me uh, with Trans-Siberian Orchestra tickets. So that's where I was the last recording. It was an awesome show, so highly recommend it if you can get there george yeah well you know what our show was more awesome so i'm sure <laughs> i mean it, was, it was clearly superior because i mean it was us too it's the two no you, so yes no it was the bruce the yank and not the yank mm -hmm. oh yeah that's true we had sam with us so yeah, <laughs> nice. yeah. Uh, and yes we have george go hands who's already written uh 2023 at least twice this year nope i think i've done it once i i've i've, I've done it twice i've corrected people but not, i haven't yet everybody Socks. point and laugh at george ha! Socks, you should be correcting people constantly since you are in a leadership role. Yes. Anywho. Anyways, we got a lot of news. <laughs> Not as much as we did originally. I deleted a heap of it. Well, yeah, but. So so let's jump into most of the. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. And we're Get starting it. with a piece of news that, quite frankly, I don't think anybody was expecting. Because so, yeah. this is big. Well, I'm trying to remember who it was. There's someone else. There's a reason been... why I, I. There's a reason I made this statement. It was Spartan Games. That's, so, yeah, that's who it was. Uh, the reason I'm saying that this is a very big deal and why nobody really saw it coming. Spartan Games released a Halo game. Oh, yeah. The news is Mantic Games are making a Halo game in partnership with 343 Industries, which is the part of. Uh, Microsoft that, that uses the Halo franchise. The reason this is a big deal is, A, it's not the first time Halo has happened, but despite it 
apparently being a very good game. Um, the company that made it, Spartan Games, fell over about six or seven months after the game was released. Uh, there was a mad scramble to buy up what remained of the stock of it after they'd fallen over, and then pretty much the entire thing had gone dead ever since. There is actually a fan base out there that still plays this. Uh, I and, haven't and for, played this. It was something I was curious of but didn't play. But yeah, For, for those who are not aware of, um, uh, uh, Spartan Games is the original publisher of Dystopian Wars. Mm-hmm. Now with... Yeah. So I mean, yeah, Warcrail. There, there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's th- this was one of those things where it's just like I only knew about it after we reported on, hey, Spartan Games has gone out of business. Like, there's yeah. none of this happening, and that's when I figured discovered that they had licensing and done a Halo game. Never knew about it before that. Yeah. yeah. If somehow you've been living under a rock for the last twenty years, Halo is this massive first-person shooter that really went off in the two thousands. Um, arguably one of the biggest console shooters of all time um i mean you'd probably say that cod is bigger than it now whether you love or hate it there's really no way of arguing that point uh golden eye was awesome in its day uh but halo has pretty much been the creme de la creme and what everybody has been trying to replicate ever since really also it's uh the basis of a great cartoon okay i haven't seen that yet red versus blue oh sorry yes i was thinking of the um the live action thing sorry no that's not a cartoon that's live action bruce yeah i know but that's just where my head went anyway th- this is i I don't think there's any way of arguing that this is something that's exciting. It'll be interesting to see what it does. Historically, Mantic have been very, very good with their licensed games. Um, Walking Dead was extremely popular uh, and a very fun game from everything that I've heard. I don't think any of us have tried it. I could be wrong. I've, Like I said, I didn't know about it until... Uh, I no, 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 it, no. You know, the, the Walking Dead. Oh, The Walking Dead. No, yeah. So yeah, I haven't yeah. done that either. Uh, uh, also, I Hellboy. Have... Uh, there's a Worms game. Come, like, they do, they, they do yeah. the license stuff very well i I only have one request of of this game yep that the the master chief spartans and whatever else are on a 28 mil scale so that they can be proxied in for kill team (laughs) that would be cool because i will buy all the spartans and i will do a kill team based off of red versus blue with sarge donut caboose That would be awesome. I would would like to see this... I want to see it as ground combat, first and foremost. I suspect this is probably going to be a board game, but there's really no way of knowing that at this point. Um, But I would prefer this to be a ground combat game. I don't want to see a space one again. I mean, I understand why there was a space one. It it fits into the Halo universe, but the ground combat is what most people are going to gravitate towards. I I really hope they do it kind of like a Spake Hulk-esque, where where it's something you can build, mm-hmm. c- customize how you want within like, you know, like there are shotguns, there's the sword, like whatever you like, you can you can do that sort of customization with the minis. And then, yeah, it is a board game like, you know, a Space Hulk or something like that, where, you know, it's it's a very defined, you know, and then expansion packs for, you know, different, you know, f- you know zones like, uh, uh, oh, it was just on the, the tip of the and, and so on and so forth. Well, no, so it's like, uh, uh, oh, the, the, the box canyon that red versus blue takes place in uh, uh yeah i'm trying to remember now i know it's been, yeah it's been a while since something, I gulch. Halo. something gulch 
suicide cult? No. No. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But yes, um, that's kind of where I'm... I, I, that that in particular would be a really nice neoprene mat to have. Um, especially if... Yes. Yeah, Blood Gulch. That's, that, yeah. I just Googled it too. But like, you know, like have expansion packs for the game based off of different zones in the video game. Yep. Yeah. And if you can think, actually explore the buildings and go inside of the buildings with rules for in-building in stuff, that would be cool. Yeah. It's a Halo it's game. A there should be rules for inside. If it's going to be ground-based, I can see them going a little bit smaller than 28 mil. That way you can have the big tanks. You can have um, that's where my head was, some honestly. of the flyers because that's going to be a big part of the game too is having the warhogs, having the little scouts, uh, scout buggies for the... the. Uh, I hate that you're right about head. that. If you do 28 mil, you could get away with the ghosts. You could almost get away with the scorpion tank, though it would be extremely expensive. Be, but yeah. that's probably as big as you'd be the, able to go. I was going to say, that'd be like a Bane Blade, so... Also, to be fair, the giant, whatever that, the, the giant tank that you walk on in one of the levels, I don't think that would actually look very good as a miniature anyway. The giant walker thing that, anyway, it doesn't matter. This is going to be interesting I, to see. Um, we will find out more this year, but we'll have to wait. I so. just thought of something really cool, though. Yeah. You know those cat exercise wheels? <laughs> yes. Make one bigger and put like, make it so it's a magnet and then play inside the, the cat wheel inside a halo. That is that would be cool. Yeah, that would be fun. A really annoying to build, but that would be fun. I'll just go buy a cat wheel. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. So we have some Infinity stuff because it's been a while since we've looked at Infinity stuff. So I thought we'd quickly have a look at some of the more recent releases. These are coming in February. Uh, this first one is just gorgeous. The Tau Mastermind. I want to say Tau. It could be Tau. Uh, but I mean, this guy is just, this guy is very clearly innocent and sweet and is not planning anything sinister whatsoever. And I'm not sure why you would get the idea that he's very clearly plotting your downfall. He's the one that taught Beatrix the, the five-step uh, death punch. Uh, actually, yeah, I could see that. The beard's probably a little bit too short, though. Well, he had to probably trim it to, you know, with the suit and stuff. He had um, to trim it to fit inside the box. Yeah. <laughs> um, that being said, uh, he looks like you could drop him straight down in a game of Bushido. Yeah, I will agree with you on that. There's nothing super sci-fi about the way this looks. Uh, no, the only no, thing I would say is... Especially if he painted up, painted up to those colors that you could see in Bushido. Yeah, all you'd need to do is not paint the trims gold. You just make it a more natural look instead, and you'd pretty much be settled, I think. I really, really like this guy. It might be my favorite in the actual reveals this week. Um, we also have the Gulang Hacker, who also looks fun. This is for the I, Hackers I like him a lot. I really like the helmet. Um, yeah. You can actually, like, for the Hackers, you can get, like, see-through things that you can, like, stick to the end of their fingers. Uh, there's third parties that do them, so it looks like they're, like, hacking in, like, cyberpunk world in the middle of the air. And then we get into the re reinforcement packs. So we've got two reinforcement packs for Huxlam. We're starting with the Alpha, which is just crazy. Why would I start with the Alpha? Um, and I think that's fun. The lady in the back with the sword is probably my favorite. He's very uh, reminiscent of uh, one of the assassins from Games Workshop. Uh, yeah. The Claudius assassin? The Kalade or something. Yeah, I know the one. It's the one with the sword, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And in the uh, beta pack... Oh, sorry, yes? Oh, I was just going to say, it's, they are a good-looking uh, minis. Uh, I, I do like her the best out of that pack, though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, in the beta pack, this is a slightly smaller one. This is just the three characters in this. It's also massively cheaper. Um, but fun. I'm not sure favorite. Well, I think that, again, I think the girl might be my favorite. I think it's just something about the flowing hair. Looks more dynamic. Yeah. Well, the other two are yeah, kind sure. of mm -hmm. just standing there. Uh, and like they're nice looking minis, but when it's a mini that's just, it's not quite as it, dynamic. It's, it's, as it's just a pose instead of. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, 
standard pose can look good. Like a, a miniature at rest is on patrol or something, but I don't know. When you have it sitting next to the ones that are very clearly in the point of running and gunning, mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. Uh, we also have a couple of packs for the LF. So we've got an alpha pack again. I don't really know which is my favorite in this. Um, I quite like the, I want to say like the diamond head looking helmets. So the LF, for those that don't know, are um, this is the AI controlled faction that kind of is like a leader of everything. And I kind of really like these bots. So I'm, I, I have a complaint now. Yes. So go back to the redhead uh, sword assassin lady and yeah. then look at the sword assassin dude here. They're almost the same pose. They, yeah, it's, I did notice oh, that as well. It's almost the same. It's just like the arms in a different like, position. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, I, I would actually I say that I don't like this one as much, though. It looks a little bit unnatural. But then again, it's a robot, so it doesn't really matter if it looks natural or not. I mean, I, and I understand these are minis and there's only so much you can do, mm. but like drop his ar- the sword down or like put the sword in the other. I mean, it's a robot. Put the sword in the other hand. Yeah. Like that, that's something that a lot of, of people like glass over. Yeah. When you take 90. 95% of the population who's right-handed and is going to wield a sword in a right hand. What mm. happens when someone shows up in their left hand? The right-handed person's like, don't know well, what to do! It's not even just that. I know that you guys aren't going to be big on cricket, and I'm not either, really. But if you have a left-handed bowler, it's massively harder for certain types of batsmen that aren't used to it, because they just don't have to face it that often. I don't mm-hmm. really know if you get the same sort of thing in baseball, but in theory... A, you- a little bit. There is. That's why there's uh, switch hitters in uh, baseball. Okay. So um, it, like the only thing different right about head. this pose, I mean, the mini is completely different, but the only thing different yeah. is the arm that was here is now down here. So yeah. Uh, and then lastly, for the infinity stuff, at least we have the beta pack for the LF. Again, this is a slightly smaller pack. Uh, ironically, I think it might be the one that's lining up for a shot that it might be my favorite. I do like the one in front too, though. I no. like the one in the back. I don't right. think these ones are as strong, personally. The back right. The, the it's back kind of right, like yeah. Surveying the back the right almost looks like KTUSO from uh, Rogue One. Yes. yes. Yep. I, I really do you. love that we're getting. Cassian said I had to. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't. I really do like this. I think I prefer the Aleph minis over the Harkislam, with the exception of the Assassin Girl, because that was just a better looking mini. Uh, yeah. But the Aleph, I, I really love like the the diamond looking, like the rock looking helmets. They just look sure. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my money's on the individual uh, hacker. Uh, that that mini just it has so much going on like you know if you do get that you know third party add on piece you know where it's like you know he can be you know hacking something right there you know he's got that you know that action pose the code is moving you know he's still got his gun ready to go like there's so much going on that pose and it's it's all good it looks all natural like it doesn't look like it's you know even with the terrain as part of the base I know you're not a big fan of it it's fairly generic looking though it is yeah it's it, it is a pretty generic piece of you know and, and to be fair though too like looking at a game of infinity having a piece of rubble like that you know that's gonna fit in like you can like do any sort of not a rock yeah. yeah well you could do any sort of terrain basing and will fit that part will still fit in with whatever you're doing yeah, yeah. If, um, if, you know i have a warhammer mini and the basing is like a stone but it's like i was gonna have them like on a brown wasteland that has no rocks what do i do now yeah or doing a lava field and he's standing on 
on the skull thing, like yeah, yeah. Um, if we're not just talking purely Aleph versus the Huck Islam, then my favorite is that initial, like the initial mastermind yeah. evil man that's yeah. plotting everything. The Tawu. Yeah. Um, Socks. Do you have preferences amongst any of that? Uh, I'm kind of going with what George was saying about uh, the hacker. The hacker. Well. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I, the close I, I really second like is it. the uh, is the female assassin from the uh, Hacker Slam Alpha Squad. Yeah. 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 Hard to argue. I really do like it. All right. Let's move on to some Crooked Dice stuff. This is not everything that Crooked Dice revealed this week, but these are some previews for the coming year. So we have some black light agents, which totally aren't the men in black. I don't know why you would suggest such a thing. Um, I really, really, really like what is totally not Will Smith. Where's um, Agent M? Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is not yeah. there. Uh, I mean, no, Agent M, Michael Jackson. Oh, I can be Agent M. That's a good point. Um, the one that I assume is supposed to be Tommy Lee Jones doesn't really look like Tommy Lee Jones much. He just looks to like be fair, Tommy guy. Lee Jones, like the way his face is with his hair, that's hard to capture in a mini and make it look good. That's that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh we I also mean, have Hemsworth Hemsworth, you know, his hair, like yeah, that's captured. Will Smith, I mean, you know, African American hair is, you know, it's pretty standard, easy to capture, you know, a female hairstyle. But Tommy Lee Jones, it was like, you know, just it's very flat and unexciting like Tommy yeah. Lee Jones looks. No, that's fair. Um I quite like the grey aliens i mean everybody essentially has a version of grey aliens at this point uh I, I think personally the first thing i would do would be not paint them gray uh i think red would be a really nice color with the with the brow and everything the way that that looks uh or an orange or something i don't know they, i just i think i think up a little. purple purple would and be then good. like green yeah. markings to designate like uh sex yep yep and then I think final be... oh sorry not finally right. we have an adolescent alien which is now i'm forgetting the name of the movie where the alien turns out to be essentially just a bro oh never mind it's on screen it's paul from the movie paul where the alien turns out to be just a bro that wants to like smoke certain substances and oh. watch movies and things oh you mean seth rogan no it's a movie by the guys Voiced that did hot seth. fuzz and yes no it's, it's got the guys from hot fuzz it's not done by the same group and paul is voiced by seth rogan oh oh okay never mind that's why you were saying i thought you were just making a <laughs> joke about seth Ro seth rogan um and then last no, no, at least I, I'm saying Seth Rogen is like the perfect guy to do the voice of that alien. <laughs> uh, last but not least, we have node agents that live inside of the node. Um, and I don't know why you're making Matrix references at all. Uh, first oh. things first, when you're painting the black on these, you need to use at least a satin. You're not allowed to use matte paints on this. It would just look weird. Uh, so the argument of this is not, you know, the Matrix, uh, the, the guy that, you know, people would think looks like Agent Smith is obviously not because... That the hairline doesn't go as far back as uh, Hugo Weaving's actually does. It's also more pointed on Hugo Weaving, but you yeah. can't do it exact because then it is just a ripoff. Well, did, did you ever see the, I think it was the third Matrix movie is one where it was the, all the Agent Smiths yeah. fighting Neo. And he was just like, is that really my hairline? Because they're all wearing masks to look like him. And he was just like, he was appalled at his own hairline. Yeah, it does happen. I really, really like these. Like, there was a couple of other ones as well. Like, there's some video invaders there that they teased a little earlier, if you keep on going across. But I think my favorite, and by a fairly large margin, is the um, is the Men in Black. I I, I'm going to have to agree with that because yeah. that's so much more versatile as, like, yeah. you know, these are secret agents. Doesn't matter if they're policing aliens or, you know, orchestrating a puppet war for a country. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, these are, you know, secret agent types 
type folks that do their own secret agent type things. Yeah. You could very easily in a real world sense say that they are, look, it's the CIA doing corrupt things like they're doing all of exactly. the movies and stuff. Like you'd yeah. be very easy to twist it. Why do their guns look weird? Because that's the CIA. They're hiding everything from the rest of us. Like it's it's really easy to twist. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, And like the, the Matrix guys, I mean, you could make that real world as well, but it's not that hard because, well, all of those guns are literally were real world things. Mm-hmm. Not that anybody ever really dressed like that, except for a costume. Uh, those uh, uh, brash metal dance people or whatever that always get their music dubbed over with like <laughs> the weird music. That is fair. Somebody, somebody did a research on the costumes in this at one point, and I think it was like practically if you were wearing what they were supposed to be wearing, it'd be something like it was 20 to 25 minutes before you'd be struggling for exhaustion because of the heat mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff. Uh, but moving on, something that Sox never wants to talk about. Nope, never. Nope, so not at all. We, over the What's last that? couple of weeks, we got four new previews of four new box sets that are coming out for Dystopian Wars. Um, so very excited for these. The first one is the Beyond and uh, Fortune and Glory. So the Fortune and Glory starter set is the Sultanate and Union factions. This is kind of the add-on to extend your, your factions between the Sultanate and the Union if you have them. And so which one are you looking at, George? Are you looking at Beyond Fortune and Glory? Uh, yeah, Beyond Fortune and Glory, the uh, John Henry's. I, yeah, I just John love Henry John Henry's. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you get a couple of John Henry mechs for the Union. You get a couple of Farpoint uh, platforms for the Union. Um, some submarines and some Akron class sentry rotors. All for the Union. My guess is for the Sultanate, you're going to be using the other two platforms, the large and small. And then you've got some cruisers and some frigates as well. Socks. Uh, Socks. Yeah. Don't, don't gloss over the name of the submarines. They're a Cheyenne class. Cheyenne. I know that. Which is where you you could potentially be stationed. Not yet. Maybe. Eventually. But not yet. So, so yeah. Yeah, uh, this will be coming out uh, along with the other four on the 27th of January. So pre-orders are up for this. Um, so is there anything in that set you like, Bruce? Uh, you can't go past John Henry's. Um, that is what um, On Tabletop really liked as well. But they're also named after John Henry. How can you not like them? I mean, they have the giant hammer and everything. Yeah, they're, they can be pretty nasty if when they get up close to that Sergium hammer. Um, and there's the nothing about a giant mech that you are not allowed. To, like if, there's, if it's a giant mech, it's against the law not to like it. Well, well I think... You'll, and the fact that it's a giant in. mech, so giant machine named after a guy who beat a machine in a competition, like yeah. Well, we'll have a couple of more mechs to, to look at here at the end. But uh, the next one we've got yep. is the Maximilian uh, aerial linebreaker. Um, so this is I the really third like giant ve- Zeppelin variant that the Imperium are going to have. Um, so it's pretty much a large rocket battery on the top with a huge artillery gun on the, the nose and uh, shield batter or shield generator that we see there on the side. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. I will be getting this one because I want to build an entire aerial Zeppelin fleet for my Imperium, and this will go it, right along with it. Is there going to be a hydrogen rule? I don't, think these, I don't think these have hydrogen in them, do they? Don't they use the... They, the, the they weed had hydrogen. Oh, yes. Not really. This is, a, this is a fantasy world. But yeah, there kind of is. Oh, okay. So they you have a special... Hydrogen in them and like ram them, and it's like, oh, it's filled with hydrogen. I get an extra like whatever deal, whatever damage. So they have the special rule dirigible construction and so if they get a special critical damage called magazine explosion they get three damage instead of the normal t- two so they kind of have that version uh in terms of damage but in terms of like blowing up spectacularly no sorry george so the one thing i would say here i would love to see like an image of this you know dirigible with one of the other minis for like you know a scale comparison so you've seen my stark right yes yeah this Air- is literally correct me if i'm wrong but this is the blimp from the original box set but with extra
extra paces, right? Yeah. So this is, you pretty much can take the Stark Imperium, which is the carrier version that I have. So that one is about yay-ish biggest. Sure. Um, and you can and you can turn it into the Zeppelin, which is what you see there on the top, which is the rocket batteries. Well, this one takes okay. the rocket batteries from the Zeppelin uh, and the same scale as the Stark Imperium, but then adds that artillery cannon on the front and then as opposed to some of the other standard weapons that you get on the nose for the other two. So this one's going to be the same scale as the Stark Imperium. So it's going to be about seven, eight inches long. So, so socks. If you build a uh, Zeppelin army, you have to uh, do a nose art of uh, the Icarus. Yes, because lead Zeppelin <laughs> and a very along very the tiny Batman on top of one of them. Tiny, tiny Batman. Uh, yeah, and, and along with the barcodes. Yes, I know. I still need to work on my barcodes for my Scandinavians. Yep. <laughs> moving on. Anyway, moving on. So this is the Ganges battle set, battle fleet set. So this is actually a new sub nation of the Crown. So we were uh, mm-hmm. told that it was going to be coming out this is the east india more of the east india trading company um so there's a uh capital ship that's already out but this one adds more units to that sub faction uh sub nation within the crown faction um so you get the ganges their battle cruiser and then you get a couple of uh cruisers nagaharas and then a couple of platforms and then that some more escorts and then some landing tokens as well those landing tokens are going to be kind of what we see in terms of armored clash models in the future so uh, these, uh, these, that's a nice little the, tease then yep so we're we're guessing we're going to be seeing since these are kind of crown uh variant or something similar we're going to see a, a 50 or a 10 mil scale version of these type of vehicles in armor clash so um pretty cool little set that i'm looking forward to possibly because i have some crowns so who knows i may uh get these in the future so yep. we'll see so and then uh, the last I'm, last set i was, I was the, gonna i was gonna throw something out here and i, I was a little disappointed because i started googling stuff so the very first one the Ganges. Yeah. Okay. There's a there's a well known ship from from science fiction called the Ganges. Do we know what it is? No. It is a runabout from Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Oh, that's why I don't know it then. So, and if you look at the classic Starfleet designs, you have the hull of the ship, and you got the two nacelles hanging off it. Yep. If you look at the design of the the Ganges Ganges class battle cruiser, you've got those two pods coming off of it. And so I was looking at that because so here's the other little like I go super nerd here. All the runabouts in Deep Space Nine were named after rivers. So I was Googling the names of the other ships to see if they were rivers as well. Because that would have been like the ultimate like nerd reference there. Yeah. If all these ships were named after rivers too. And had a similar look and appearance. I'll let you continue now, Sox, now that I'm done nerding out. <laughs> so the last one we have is the Order Colossus Squadron for the Sultanate. So they are now getting some their own uh, Colossus mechs. And I really like these ones as well. Um, just the kind of angelic Egyptian uh, realm. I'm liking the one on the left and that with the, pu- the two of them with the one with the sword in the back. That's the one back. I prefer as well. Yeah. I like the fact that their knee joints are literally a ball that everything are connected to. Like mechanically for the world that you live in, that makes a lot of sense engineering wise. Is it yeah. just me or does the one on the right, does the face of it kind of look like the Joker? Yeah. It's like an evil yeah. clown type thing. Yes. It looks like the, the mouth is wide open. Yeah. I agree. And when I say Joker, I'm talking like the Adam West Joker. Yeah. If it's the Vitruvian definitely has has that look about it. I agree. I 
still prefer ah and it has like a sonic weapon that it blasts if you look at the artwork yeah if you look at the artwork that's on the box that's, open. that's why it's open is because it's shooting that blast of energy that's fun uh, so we have not seen stats for these yet or none of the that none of the stuff that we've uh previewed other than what's in the beyond fortune and glory box have we seen stats for yet so we will see them probably here in the next couple of weeks because they're going to want people to have them so so that they're ready when the, the boxes start showing up here at the end of the month yeah. beginning of the next month so uh my favorite thing from these reveals is the blimp uh which doesn't surprise me at all but because i really like the original blimp uh but it's just what stands out to me the most the, the, i, the I obviously do good. like the john henry's but the, the yeah i was gonna say the blimp looks good me. but not, nothing beats those john henry's for me socks i like the blimp because like yeah. i said i want to go a full hot air i know i am <laughs> so but yeah we're, we're good, looking forward to that uh coming out here and we'll probably see uh some more stuff uh next month because they're trying to release something just about every month uh for dystopian wars and then they're gonna lay low for a little bit as they move on to trying to get armor clash out into production here sometime this yeah. year as well no so. yeah that makes sense all right this next piece of news is probably not a long conversation but spectre miniatures uh about six months ago actually it probably may not have been that long ago uh we had news that black Sight studios was going to start covering their line of figures making it easier for people in the u.s to buy spectre miniatures and stuff well now we're seeing the other part of that partnership where spectre miniatures have the black site studio stuff making it much easier for people in the uk to get their black site studio stuff which was notoriously difficult and expensive um i really really like the fact that this is happening at least at this stage we have the lunar two player starter set we have the new don't look back call rule book which i will talk about shortly we have the Yamets hametsu call rule book uh we have just the rule book for lunar the new revised edition and the core rule book for Yafsiga. so that's where they've started uh obviously we'll have to wait to see where it expands and stuff but that's where things are at the moment um really good to see i know that this has been something that people have wanted for a while um little bit of a tease for what's coming at some stage in january i will have a video coming out discussing something similar for australian buyers uh not a company that's hosting it but a cheaper way of you actually getting the stuff in i've been testing something for the last eight or nine months george how long do you reckon it's been something like that yeah the the better our the patron better will know what i'm referring to but I, I i've quite literally been putting my money where my mouth is to try to figure something out so i will have the at, results at of that. least at least the last uh the last half of last year just to give you a little bit of a tease on one order alone i saved 70 dollars in postage just on one of those orders so definitely worth following subscribe to youtube uh but everything old is new again uh this has been extremely polarizing time to talk about the old world um there's generally two camps as far as this this is concerned those that are extremely excited and those that are extremely angry uh there's very little i, I actually am kind of like yeah i didn't really have a strong opinion on this to begin with i wasn't a fantasy person i'm still not a fantasy person uh i'm not buying this because i'm not buying something i don't have an interest in uh i do have an interest in the tomb kings but i have no interest in playing this game um so i'm probably one of the most balanced opinions on this that you will get online uh because there's no nostalgia there to cloud my judgment um i, I do have stuff well, that we will talk about but yeah so 
I'll, I'll weigh in on that opinion here real quick since that that was my big true true love of uh, Games Workshop. I did start with 40k, mm-hmm. but then I did move into fantasy because 40k is too shooty. Everything shoots. Yeah. Yep. Like that's not the case. Like, and that doesn't make for a fun game, especially when some things are okay at shooting and they're good at this, but if they go up against something that's shooty, it's not fun. This is like old world, as it's being called, Warhammer Fantasy was so much more fun because there was that that balance and and when they killed it off and did sigmar they created such a superior game with sigmar because they took what was good with 40k they took what was good with fantasy and they made it into one thing and i will still fight someone and say sigmar is the superior game to 40k Um, yeah sigmar was that successful as a rule set despite what certain audiences would like like to say it was that successful as a rule set that 40k started to see hits because of it mm-hmm. like yep. it lost and, players and, and so because of that as, as much as i'm excited for fantasy now the old world to be coming back i'm not going to be going back because yep. and, and and before someone in the comments says well you used to play it what happened to your army uh there was a tragic accident of a shelf falling and literally everything being crushed ah uh, that was not that worth my time yeah huh? i said ah that so, was yeah, that one yeah so yeah it's it was literally not worth my time and energy to try to salvage it because at least four-fifths of it was gone. Yeah. So So I'll go into the bigger part of this story in a moment. Well, a portion of it. Uh, We have the Bretonian core set, which is like, we've seen all of these miniatures before. Uh, We've discussed at least 90% of them in in detail in the past. We had our favourites, some stuff that we were concerned about, some stuff that we wasn't. Uh, The fact that they're mixing new sculpts and old, old sculpts, we had pretty much said that, look, this is potentially concerning. I mean, some of them hold up, some of them really don't. Um, but it was going to be interesting to see. Uh, we had kind of expected that maybe the fact that there was some old stuff there would um, adjust prices a little bit. Clearly it hasn't, uh, because this <laughs> is being sold at a very high price and people are paying it. Um, the Tomb Kings set is even more again, uh, because you've got the giant dragon. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense. But again, there's a mixture of new and old stuff stuff in the tomb kings especially most of this box is extremely old 1993 i believe is the year that most of this was sculpted um and that's not an exaggeration that's true i don't know the year on the bretonia stuff obviously feel free to shout it in the comments the, the bretonian looking at some of those a lot of that is ancient old. yeah the pegasus is I, new I, I, i'm gonna say ancient just because bretonians look like that when i started playing games yep. workshop stuff and that was third edition 40k so so i'm going to argue against myself here just purely because there's an argument to be made and i believe it's a very fair argument to be made that because this stuff is old it shouldn't be priced the way that it is but arguably this is more expensive than 40k stuff right now arguably when you take into the fact that a lot of this stuff is very old but there's another side to this coin that i think most of online is actually ignoring which is the fact that for the last seven years we have heard nothing but people literally begging for the re-release of all this stuff mm-hmm. um you can't have a voice that loud begging for something to come back and not expect them to make you pay for the fact that fine we will give you what you want but we're going to make you pay for it so whether it's right or wrong is completely irrelevant because i'm not going to sit here and say that it's justified it's not uh but you can't really blame a business for turning around and going well if you want it that badly you're going to pay for it because they've had to add this 
this into all of their production and so forth. It's more warehouse stuff. Uh, it's going to well, be interesting to see how this sells because I still have concerns about this and Age of Sigma right. at the same time. So, so here's my my addition uh, uh, of justification justification to your argument. Mm-hmm. I have a very strong feeling that old world is not going to go back to its glory days of what it was. I mean, no. that's that's part of the reason why they killed it is because it, it was, was struggling. It was, no, so, it was it was more than struggling. It was dead. Six of one half does the other. I was yeah. still buying stuff. There was other people still buying stuff. Oh, I know that there was, but but, but it, it was struggling in comparison to 40k because that that's what has made Games Workshop what it is right now is 40k. They killed old world fantasy. They made Sigmar. It made a huge resurgence because they made a fantastic game. I cannot stress how good Sigmar is compared to how fantasy was struggling and the complication of 40k. Sigmar was like the perfect meeting of those two games and it was it's I, I, I just can't stress it enough. And that's part of the reason why you're going to see the prices here that you are seeing for this old world stuff. If you've got 5% of the community begging for this, yep. that's going to cost push the cost up because they're not going to make as much of it because it's probably not going to sell as fast. Supply it's it's the whole concept of if you make 10,000 things, well, it's going to be cheaper to make those 10,000 things because you're going to be focused on doing that. If you're going to make 100, you got to stop and take the time to do that 100. That's going to push the cost up per unit because you're only doing so little. Yeah. So um, I'm looking at some of these prices. And oh, so some of, like, I haven't even gotten to the worst part of these prices yet. And it's not so, even the bit so, that you know about. And, 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 I, and I'm not talking, yeah, I'm not even going to talk about what you're going to talk about here in a second. But just look at some of this versus some of the Sigmar prices, some of the 40K prices. They're a little higher. Oh, yeah. This is insane. But they're expensive. not, now, from what I'm looking well, at, they're not, not they're not super egregious like what you're going to talk about. Like not. looking at, I'm just looking at the Tomb Kings, right? The uh, the Necro Sphinx and the War Sphinx, right? Mm-hmm. 75 bucks for that. That seems pretty kind of okay if you look at it compared to like what the tanks cost, you know, what uh, Lord Selsin for uh, Stormcast of Turtles cost. Like that seems kind of on par-ish. It's a bigger model. There's a lot going on with it that seems mostly okay. Yep. So, but that that's my agreement to what you were saying. Now, what you want to talk about next here uh, is before I get and egregious. Well, yeah, and there's a couple of there's a couple of points to this. Okay, so let's just talk about what they are first. We have two new dice sets coming because, of course, we do. It's Games Workshop. Alrighty, slight technical technical difficulty there. Um, so we're going to jump back into talking about the dice. Now, Bruce has got those yeah. pulled up. Uh, um, seventy five dollars a set. Seventy four dollars a set in Australia. Uh, they don't seem to be available in the US for pre order. Yeah, yet. I, I looked and yeah. yeah, I can't find them. So um, yeah, so it's twenty dice at seventy four dollars each. For starters, this is the most expensive their dice sets have ever been by four dollars. Um, I didn't mention that the first time around. Uh, but here's the thing: that works out to be three dollars seventy per dice. George, we have this lovely custom set of dice that we made, or you, you, right. you had made a while ago. How much yep. did you pay for these? So three sets of two, completely yep. custom because you know our logo. It it, it is our logo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it was seventy five dollars for the set of six. 
So that would be 12 dice. Yeah. And and also, these dice, the Games Workshop, they're the standard size, which is like, what is that, 15 mil or something like that? Yeah, these are, these are 15 mil dice. Yeah, I, these are, set, these are... I paid less than this for my Bruce dice, and that was a hundred yeah. That was a hundred dice. All this mm-hmm. is is fancy painted dice with one side that's been changed, uh, which is essentially what my Bruce dice were. It was just that one side was changed. Yeah. Uh, this is disgusting. Yeah, so, I, yeah, yeah. As, as far as dice go, because, I mean, you know, it is a dice game. There are people who get obsessed with dice. Mm. This this is just rude. Yeah. Uh, this is this is Games Workshop clearly taking advantage of its fan and customer base of, hey, we're re-releasing Tomb Kings. Check out these Tomb Kings dice. They're all oh, yours. I will say this. Price of. The, the Bretonian ones are even worse, because that's literally just standard dice with one thing changed. At least the Tomb King ones are actually painted and weathered. There's more work that's gone into the Tomb King ones. The Bretonian See, ones cl- are just are literally just silver dice with one side change. I, I click the link you have there, and it doesn't take me to uh, dice for Bretonian. Oh, it's a, it's like a silvery colored dice with black pips and stuff, and you've got the fleur de lis on on the six. On the six. Wow! Wow! Really? It, th- That's the literally all it is. There's no, there's no real fanciness to that. Like where the Tomb Kings is all I, like weathered and looks old because they've been painted. The Bretonian ones are just standard silvery-looking dice. Well, I'm sorry. Using the fleur de lis is like the most basic custom symbol there is. Well, it's also um, it, it's also free to use. That's what I'm saying. That everyone can use it. Uh, yep. I'm sure you can find custom dice for Carnivali where they're using the fleur de lis. I'm sure there some actually game where this, this fleur de lis has been altered slowly it's not exactly a fleur de lis looking at it more closely i mean it is a fleur de lis but it's that they've actually it's worked a small on variant. it's a small variant. whatever yeah whatever but, it's yeah. it's it's a it's a common generic um image that they're overcharging for on dice period yeah it's it's quite disgusting anyway yeah I, i've kind of teased I mean, a couple of times that there were that there was one last piece of this puzzle i wanted to discuss and for long time time listeners of the channel you probably know where this is going but it's something that needs to be discussed regardless so in the uk you are talking 155 pounds which works out to be 294 dollars and 17 cents america as australian i don't know the american amount i believe it's around the it's less than that anyway i can get that for you real quick 155 pounds 155 pounds gbp that is 197 us dollars 197 cool so you're paying 200 155 locally which is 200 pounds and 39 pence that's actually not too bad for you guys that's much better than it normally would be if you figure in if it is manufactured in the united kingdom and then shipped overseas that's that's not too bad for shipping in australia we are paying 435 dollars which is 229 sorry um 435 dollars which is 229 pounds and 20 pence so we are being charged 72 pounds more than we should be and for roughly. american listeners that's a it's essentially a hundred dollars more than yep. what yeah. for american dollars so um recent comment on our discord uh by our sponsor um and i'm not calling him out for this because this is something that we actually get quite frequently when whenever we have this discussion um is that well yeah but you need to factor in postage costs and that comment is not wrong you do have to factor that in like we are much further away 
away from everyone else in the world. But the problem with that argument is Games Workshop themselves control their own distribution, so they control that. Also, they quite frequently release stuff here for the same price as everything else. This is a random difference that they decide to throw in here, there, and everywhere so that they can manipulate the market and make more money on occasion. I would argue that the bigger argument, which somebody from overseas wouldn't really know, is that the Australian audience have allowed this to happen for so long that to some extent it's our own fault because people don't speak with their wallets and they just hand over the money that they're asked for. Um, yeah, I, I, they it was two, two years ago, um, yep. there was someone in the community, they had done a thorough, in-depth breakdown. Yeah. And we the, weren't even the, the worst for it. Yeah. Uh, I think New Zealand was the worst and, and Japan was up there. Yeah. But the, the thing is, is the, the price differences were so egregious between the markets that it was just, it was, it was just rude the way Games Workshop does treat its fan base outside of the UK. Socks. I yes. think you, 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 you can help me with my thing here. So I need to ship um, a rather heavy package. Let's say it's an Air Force helmet or something overseas. And I need to ship one of those to Australia. But at the same time, you're shipping 50 of them together. Is it cheaper to send one by itself or individually? Is that 20 going to be cheaper? Individually, that 20 is going to be cheaper. Yes. And I this is something that's coming out by the thousands. The postage in this case is not a fair assumption. Uh, the only argument that you have, and again, I'm not calling them out for this. They're, they're actually right in the assumption that they're making. Uh, well, it's not that they're right in the assumption they're making. It's that they they have a point. Um, but the problem is that it's not actually the way that it works. Uh, and when they're controlling their own distribution and shipping this out by the thousands, the postage on this stuff is way, way less than people assume it is. Also, shipping stuff here from the UK is not as expensive as it is from the US. We have a much bigger problem getting things shipped from the US than we do from the UK. Uh, I can quite frequently order stuff from the UK and it will be cheaper than it is for me to buy it here. Um, the the couple times we've sent you things from, from UK stores, the shipping has been much more reasonable than yep. shipping from US stores. Um, I, I will say, in my, my storied past of careers, at one point I was a logistics manager. And I can tell you for a fact, the more you ship through, we'll just say UPS because that was my favorite company to work with, the more you ship, the more, the bigger the discount they will give you. Yeah, because it works out in they're their still getting more money from you because you're spending more to ship more, so they're going to charge you less. Yeah. Yep. We quite frequently so in Australia, th this is not just a tabletop argument. This is frequently enough that in Australia we call it the Australia tax. It's not got nothing to do with tax. It's just what we call it because it's like, oh, it's Australia, we'll charge them more. Uh, the problem is, is that Australia's minimum income is much higher than what the US minimum income is, and therefore it's assumed that they can just get away with it. Uh, and I touched on this a second ago, we have allowed them to get away with it, so therefore it's arguably our own fault for not speaking with our wallets 15 years ago when we should have. Um, Australians started speaking with their wallets with things like TVs and that about 15, 20 years ago, and that's kind of balanced out-ish now, uh, but they didn't really do the same stuff with this, for example. So The, the other country that gets it uh, pretty raw is uh, your, your neighbour to the east there in 
uh, New Zealand, they yeah. get it. New Zealand and Japan so, have it the worst, or did the last yeah. time that the review was done. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it, it, yes. I mean, you know, it is. If you're in the UK and you're shipping worldwide, yes. You know, other countries, you're going to have to charge a higher amount because there's that extra, you know, gig to other parts of the world. However, as much as they are sending to other parts of the world, they should not be charging that much. The, no, the it's, shipping it's companies ridiculous. will will be giving them a break because of how much they're shipping. Yeah. So that's it for the news. <clears throat> um, like. I, I don't enjoy this rant. I know we have it semi-frequently, but unless we actually have this conversation, nothing's ever going to change. Also, for, just for the record, it's not just Games Workshop doing it. There are other companies mm-hmm. that do it as well. Um, other and- countries just, to, you know, they try to do other things to mitigate it, like TT Combat, for example. They try to give you a huge break on shipping by saying, yep. order a lot of stuff. Well, here's the you here's know. the difference. Uh, Games Workshop control their own distribution because they are large enough that they can afford to do that. They are a mm-hmm. giant monopoly of a company. And I'm using the word monopoly on purpose. Games Workshop own 80% of this industry. That's It's 75 to 80%. It's literally that big of a difference. Everybody else we talk about all, all argue about 10 to 15% of the industry. Games Workshop control everything else. It is that big of a difference. Uh, but other companies that are smaller also can't do their own distribution. So you will have distributors because they can. And we saw this semi-recently with the Army Paint. Uh, we'll go, well, you know what? We're going to add, because we can, because we own distribution of this, uh, and as, as Australians are not allowed to order it directly from them, so we will throw our own price on it. There was a box recently released that I was going to have to pay like $120 more than I should be on it, and I didn't get any of the freebies that I was supposed to get from the Army Painter, uh, because the distributor wasn't doing that deal. Um, that This isn't uh, Army Painter's fault. They had no control over it, because they weren't big enough to be able to do it themselves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so th- there is another side to that argument. We have an indie to discuss though. Indie. Definition. Independent. Type. Slang word. Jargon. So, we're looking at Woefun games today. Some people out there are going to look at this immediately and go, uh, and I'm pretty sure George is going to be one of these people because this is going to look very confusing to George, I suspect. Uh, but these miniatures are very, very, very different. Um, I am going to start by opening something that you guys might actually have a connection to. I'm going to open the full pack American Civil because we need to start by explaining what these actually are and I just think this is a nice example so these are American Civil War so these are 2D standees that are fully painted and printed to be two sided so these are kind of like premium versions of what you sometimes get in um, in uh, board games like you'll get a cardboard standee and so forth Uh, but these are actually made out of acrylic printed on both sides and they are designed to be at scale Uh, these are printed really 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 beautifully too uh, I'm just scrolling through the pictures here for the American Civil War stuff at the moment just because I figured if I'm going to start somewhere I'll start somewhere that you guys can actually relate to. Uh, this is just a full pack of everything available from those sets so you'll see some stuff from the Confederacy. That American flag is way wrong. Which one? The American flag. The one, was it wrong at the time? There's too many stars on it. Oh, okay. Because half, half the states had not been founded or formed yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, so from, that's just going to be me like... 
you know, so like based it on the current flag, great, not the old one. Yep. But that's the wrong flag to be using. Yep. To be fair, I can understand why that mistake would have happened, but no, that doesn't make it. Yeah. Especially with historical miniatures, that's something you need to be aware of. Uh, the, the next thing I'm going to throw out is I only see uh, Robert E. Lee's uh, Battle Stair, not the actual con- Confederate flag, unless you seal it somewhere, socks. Uh, I, I did see a Confederate. I, I did see a Confederate flag if it's the red one with the cross on it. That's Robert E. Lee's Battle Stair. That was his unit flag. That's oh, what's okay. associated as the Confederate flag. The actual flag of the Confederacy looks nothing like that. Yeah. What does it look like? Goes to prove how stupid a lot of Americans are when that's a Confederate flag. You're right, but you're also not right. You can blame pop culture for that because that is what we get told is the Confederate flag. Yeah, no. It, what does the Confederate it, it, flag look right. like? Uh, I will pull up. I don't know what it looks like off the top of my head, but okay. Well, that's that's helpful. I mean, I can see one was like like a, like a green circle. Three stripes, red, white, uh, blue. So a red blue stripe, field. a white stripe, and a blue or another red stripe, uh, blue field, and then a circle of stars. Yep. Hmm. I did see something like that. Yeah. So that, of, there is one there. There is one there. It's I on do the cavalry. See it there also. Yeah. On the if you look in the the main picture, the third picture from the left, the infantry stands from the third, the first full infantry stand row of uh column of infantry that you see on the right that's the that's the flag confederate flag okay i'm not yeah i'm kind of halfway in the middle of it so i, I can't find what you're talking about yeah that's right you're fine. <laughs> i will take your word for it it will have been in this somewhere but uh, anyway there's, there's also another mistake they have some yeah. of the uh dismounted <laughs> cavalry flags upside down oh okay that's that i actually find that quite amusing so the star, well, so the here, here, here's some uh, interesting flag uh trivia for you bruce um and, and this is a thing that you know a lot of people won't catch uh so military uniforms typically the flag is displayed on the right shoulder yes and it's a velcro patch yeah and one thing service members can do to show distress if they are being held as a pow and they're being mistreated is they can remove the patch flip it upside down and put it back on to the normal lay insurgent whatever we've still got our flag on but it is upside yep. down which is a symbol of distress ah so you're thinking that it may not be a mistake it may be deliberate that could be a sl- possibility with this just say like but there's a lot the of them stuff looks good. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's probably more likely to be that it's just so is it upside down or is it reversed because so if it's reversed it would mean that the wind's blown it the wrong way right no it's upside down because okay. the star field should be the blue blue with the star field should be in the top left hand corner on the guide on pole and it's the other way around and it's the other way around okay fair enough what, what the the star fields on the other is, is on the other side socks is that what you're saying no the star field is always touching the guide on so the so, not necessarily so so there is so for deploying units the flag always looks backwards because is it true. is in advance so and that's that could be what they're just and with it being you know just printed it just could be the the image mirrored over so a, a deploying unit overseas specifically the field does appear on the wrong side because that unit is in advance and so the flag is trailing this way with it leading instead of being portrayed as normal that is true i don't even see one where no, I can't even find one where it's reversed, but I, I could easy. You call yourself an officer, socks? God, jeez. <laughs> Anyway, I just thought I just thought that was a good place to start. No, I'm going to so, go backwards. So, so, so real quick, let me pre- preface something here. This stuff yeah. looks great. I'm not crapping on them for the sake of crapping on them. The the one thing that I do know a lot about, and it's just you know, I'm seeing these mistakes. I, uh, I'm yeah. not doing it. Because I deliberately pick one. I deliberately pick one that was something that you would understand because I felt it was the easiest way to start. Because 2D standees, generally speaking, tend to be crap. Like, no, I these look that's, great, but 
but these are yeah. far better than they have any right to be. Uh, there's a fantasy world collection that's probably a little easier to discuss because it's just fantasy stuff and it doesn't matter. So this would be stuff that you'd probably want to use in D&D, for example. Uh, also, the benefit of this stuff is that you also don't need to paint this. I mean, I guess you could probably try to, but I don't think that would end very well. That would involve more skill and patience than I have. Yeah, because you've got to paint inside the lines then. Okay, also, you're, yeah, this, you're paying uh, for something that's premium and then kind of taking This fantasy world full pack, this is a Dungeon Masters, like, must-have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm on, uh, what, I'm a third of the way into the pictures, and I'm seeing, like, a butcher, a little girl, a shepherd, uh, a hunter, an old crone hunched over, uh, a tavern wench. I mean, yep. like, this has everything you would need for your a match village. for a game. Yeah. yeah. All the different random creatures. I mean, I don't see much yet in the way of... Oh, no, no, I can now starting to see some D&D monsters, like some skeletons and stuff. But this, to me, kind of feels like the beginning of a campaign, not big bads. Uh, but this would still be a really good place to start. This is like the mundane stuff. Like, you know, yep. you run into a skeleton. You run into a town guard. Like, the generic stuff. Yep. You know, like, there's some DMs where it's like, you know, the final boss, like, they'll go, go get the main, they customize, they paint it, they do the, the whole treatment for it, and when it comes out, they're just like, and hey, you're fighting this. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. Like this generic stuff, this is like the fluff filler that never gets touched on because yeah. it's just fluff and filler. And yep. $85 for all that? Yeah, so that's I, the other part of group, it. Yeah. If I had a group, freaking take my money. Here's the, here's the other side of this that I don't think either of you realized yet. This is all to scale with each other. Yeah. Everything yeah. is actually a scale. Like the dogs are the right size, the bear is the right size, although then that would depend on the bear. Uh, like Everything is to scale and looks like it should uh is it cartoony well yes because it's like a 2d standee of course it looks cartoony uh but they're picking the scale very well it's more obvious in this than it was in the american civil war stuff because humans all generally tend to be the same size ish um or at least in a scale like that uh the other one i've opened up because this is something very different is the trafalgar full pack which is yeah, I, I thing of ships. yeah so this That's is a lot, boats. A lot of boats yeah they're all sailing boats uh and this is probably a better example of what i was trying to show you earlier which is that they're actually two-sided and you'll notice that they're not the same on both sides because you'll notice the ones that are flipped around the sails are actually drawn to be the other way around oh mm. yeah i'm seeing that now yeah that this is actually That's... something that wofun do on purpose it's very very impressive now obviously the downside of something like this is that if it's something that's historically accurate or accurate ish it's not as flexible like you couldn't just make pirate ships and stuff out of this without just you know ignoring all of the colors and the standards and stuff although to be fair most pirate ships didn't look the way that we think they did anyway um but i just this has been something that i've considered putting on the list for quite some time um it's this just, is really really neat in the fact of like it gives you that stand-in for the generic without you know like i said earlier like who's going to take the time to do the generic stuff like yeah. to, to have access to something like this to where you could have you know these things in play mm -hmm. as a marker or point of reference but you don't have to invest the, like $85 to get yourself you know common animals a village normal yep. normal military stuff like just it's so it's so smart yeah um up the top of the page click on products I'm not going to go through everything I'm just going to kind of show like the range that they have the first thing that you will notice is that there is a hero's glory which has your bigger bads in it like you've got quite a few dragons there yeah. angels animals centaurs but look here on the side fantasy punic wars 10 millimeter antiquity uh regular antiquity imperial, imperial 
Rome, Romans, Vikings, Arthurian, Flooded Campaign, Spanish Aztec, War of the Roses. There are so many things I'm not looking at right now that you could go through. There is so much here. These guys, this is a company that started on, yeah. This actually started as a Kickstarter thing and it's become very successful. Um, Does even- Are you looking at the American Revolution stuff? I I did look at that too. That looks good. Um, I opened up the Mongol one just because I was curious, but um, it didn't work. Oh, it's because I did it wrong. Never mind. Oh, no, it did work. Ooh, they're pretty. Baltic, Bulgar, Commanders, Khan's Guard, the Flooded Campaign. Oh, the Flooded Campaign. This must be something from history. Okay, Bruce, go back to your thing. Go back and go to uh, Texas Revolution. Texas Revolution. Yep. Starter Pack TW 18 millimeter. Actually, no, let's let's do the 28 millimeter because it's probably the same thing, but 28 millimeter. What is that? That's an awesome fort. That is brilliant. That is the Alamo. Yeah. Oh, and they're actually showing you the back of the, the figures. So there you go. You get another example of the fact that they're different on the back than they are on the front. I am looking at $125 for, forget the, the figures, Alamo. you're getting a 28 millimeter scale of the Alamo. And not just the building the Alamo, but all of the Alamo. Yeah. That and, is brilliant. And li- like this is, so what did we say it was? 150 uh, 125 100, for that. Yeah. So it's that for a full game. No paintings involved, no nothing. All you have to do is put it together. Like that's that's significant value. And that's the thing. Wait, like, you, are these cheap? No, but you're getting a lot of value out of this. I, I, I'm just looking at like how big the Alamo set is. Like 125 just to get that terrain pack. I'm okay with that price. If everything else mm. is coming with it, great. That terrain is paper terrain. Oh. That's fun. I mean, you at that price, it. how can you expect it not okay. to be? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, okay. That's a little less. Yeah. That's still good looking paper terrain though. I'll, I'll give it that. It's good looking paper terrain. Yeah. And you can strengthen paper terrain if you need to. Yeah. Um, there's one last one I want to look at and this is just because it's absolutely insane. 10 millimeter Napoleonic. And then oh, was open- it a life-size scale of Napoleon? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know he wasn't actually short, right? You know that that's actually bullshit. You know that's actually crap. I, yeah, he was short though. He wasn't. No, no, he, he wasn't. wasn't he, sh- was, he was actually tall for his time. That was that was English propaganda. Was, yeah, but he's still short. For today, not, not for his day. He was actually a very that's tall man. I- anyway, doesn't matter. Him being short is largely f- fictional. It was my point. Just like carrots are good for your eyesight too. Yes. Yep. Yep. Totally. Uh, so this is 10 millimeter scale and look at that detail in them. Also, my Lord, there's a lot of stuff in this. Like yeah. this is the sort of game that you would play over a week. It's insane. So that's why fun games. Like I, I kind of touched on everything that they have very, very briefly. We've only scratched the surface of some of the ranges that they have. Obviously there's more that you could go into, but this is something that like, especially if there's like an age that you would love to play historically, but you don't really know enough about it to like paint the miniatures or maybe you can't even get the miniatures it's a real easy way to test something and it's like you're just essentially buying a game in a box at this point all you need then is rules to go with it and hell for a lot of things you could probably find rules for free and if you can't find them for free there's going to be somebody that publishes them i mean there is rules for pretty much everything everything has been done before and so on and so forth but shall we discuss some hobby that is really cool cream blue prime paint what have you been up to, George? Printing cases. No, no, no. I've had this. I know. I, I got these guys. Gold. It's gold. I like gold. I can't do the accent. Along with these guys. Oh, there we go. I've already started working on this guy some. So on the uh, the commander, right? Nice shiny weapon, right? Because I, I got some my micro mask. Yeah. Uh, on the rest of the custodies, when I peeled it off, it had the uh, lovely side effect of uh, peeled some of the chrome off. So I have to oh, lovely. repaint oh, all the blades and they're not going to 
be chromed. Boo. So, yes, but I even got the bikes mounted on bases. Nice. And I used uh, acrylic rods instead of what Games Workshop gives you and made bigger holes in the bikes and the bases. And I'm using actual 3 sixteenths. I don't know what that translates to in uh, mils. I think like 20, 25 mil-ish. It's not going to be 25 uh, mil. Or, or is it? no. It is. 3 sixteenths to millimeters is 4.7 millimeters. So let's just okay, say 5 so, mil. So 5 mil. 5 mil rods, right? So so here here's the hero, right? And I got this guy put together. Let me let me move him around. Ready? Yeah, this is supposed to be uh he would he would look country. really, really good as like an emperor of some sort of legion. Sadly, nobody's ever made an emperor mini though. So, but if uh, they did, he'd look the, remarkably like that. Yeah. The best part is, I'll I will be able to field this on the table without issue because this is roughly the same size as a dreadnought, and the custody dreadnoughts are armed with a sword and a shield. Well, that'll pass as a shield. Yeah. Big old big old lightning claw. So, um, I and then on the, do the along um, with that, what color are you gonna do? I have been, uh, I'm just gonna. So th this army's gonna look a little weird, right? Because I've got this bright shiny chrome and metallic and i'm gonna dry brush on to the flame uh yellows whites oranges and reds for the flame yeah in scale 75 so the flame will be extremely matte with the shiny yeah, chrome yeah. sword yep so um there, there's gonna be a lot of interesting contrast in the colors on those uh just because i'm gonna use you know some very matte paint um i i have been working on printing a, a case to carry these guys in this is just a, a on the bench storage rack so um and then another thing i did today was i popped all of the uh tree foam I've got off their bases to uh, magnetize the bases. Nice. And I just find it easier to take the base, flip it upside down on a piece of sheet metal, put glue on it, then drop a magnet and let it cure. Yep. And let the then let the magnet, you know, push itself onto the plastic. So, um, and then I played a whole bunch of board games over the break. Nice. Such as? Uh, so I got Sam uh, Forbidden Jungle, which is part of the uh, Matt Leacock uh, Forbidden series of um, yep, you discussed uh, that last episode, games. and he really yep. enjoyed and, it and then yeah and then we played a lot of cthulhu death may die yeah that makes sense so uh a lot of it well not a lot but we played like three games of it but yeah it's a lot stocks apart yes. from moving your room around what else have you been doing uh so a couple of my guys that i play at the local game store they've been talking about wanting to get into black seas which is by warlord games the mm -hmm. one the one seven hundred scale sail age of sail ships uh and so one guy bought the british starter set another guy just bought the french sets and his stuff came in so i decided to go with spanish so i've got a spanish third rate put together a spanish frig fifth rate and then i got a first rate put together so i'll be uh working on these uh now that are put together i got a few more things to put two more third rates to put together um so looking if forward you to haven't it. already you should check out the unboxing that socks did yep i did an unboxing for the spanish set uh when it came so i've got those most of the way put together like i said i got a few more brigs and uh two more third rates to put together but uh, i am looking at warlord website actually right now because they have all the spanish name ships ships that they uh do and it's 103 bucks for seven uh six more ships so thinking about so getting... you just gave me a flashback there socks of the problem we constantly had on the huddle z of making sure we enunciated the word yep 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 and that we said <laughs> yep 
Vessels. How about that one? Boats. So I like sh- I like ship. It works. Plus, you this like time ship? we get to annoy George. Yeah, ship. Exactly. Ship. Yes. Also, he's so, very actually, talking about boats. He hold them up to the camera. I doubt anybody's confused. But I also got my paints, uh, pro acrylics, uh, mahoganies, which is how uh, you tried those yet? Not yet, but the people at the store have, and they love them a lot. So I'm looking forward to trying these ones as well. So I'll let you know how these go. When I am very specifically interested in your opinion because the people whose opinions on those that you tend to have are usually very very obsessive and i would like to know if that's an accurate description or an exaggerated one because i've always had this problem with pro cruel where it's kind of it feels like you only ever hear comments from the fanboys now it may be that that good i don't know yeah so i I, i've heard a similar thing i've heard they 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 coat better so 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 socks um i was wondering since you do have some of those um i know there's uh, similar colors in scale 75 like so that mahogany for example if you can get a similar color and because i i've invested so much it's like i'm gonna get army painter um contrast possibly but i'm sick with what i got i'm not getting more but if you've got those if you if you pick up a pot of a similar color from scale 75 you know because you got a lot of vallejos too right yeah i do if if you could just do like a comparison i would i would i would hug you because i I, i'm not gonna switch because i'm i'm still really satisfied um because let me as my voice trails off of as I move away and I knock crap over. So on one side, it looked like this and I changed my mind. That's only with two coats of scale 75. And yeah. I'm really happy with that coverage. And yeah, that looks nice. Out. Especially given so, that it's over metallics, which are notoriously difficult to recover. Yeah, so uh, this is uh, Green Stuff World uh, color shift. with, And then I put just scale 75 red over it for, yeah. you know, because it's custody stuff. So red cloaks, like that's mm. that's what it is. Um, so I'm really happy with that coverage, and I'd just be really interested to see what that the the pro acrylics versus a scale 75 versus a Vallejo coverage comparison is like. Well, Vallejo will got... fail that comparison easily. It's not yeah. the way that they design them. Although I haven't yeah, tried so... the new stuff. The new stuff might, but I, from what so... I understand, it's just slightly like it's not full coverage like the Fanatic stuff is supposed to be. Yeah. So I yeah I, I'd be really if, if you want to do something like that, socks. I'd be really interested to see like what that result is. Yeah, I will. I, uh, I'm looking at scale 75 right now. I'll try and find a bottle uh, that will kind of work, and uh, I'll order that. And then, uh, I'll hey, hey socks! If you use the uh, paint rack app and paint load app, up your, that's uh, true. It'll, it'll give right. you the closest equivalent in scale 75. Yeah, well, I didn't it's think about like that. Right. It's awesome, and I keep telling people to get it and use it. I do have it. I totally forgot about it. You're absolutely right. Let me. Uh, I will do that, and I'll, I'll let you know what come what one pops up. Hey, well, hey Bruce. Yes. W- would you almost say he said I was right? <laughs> nah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I could say that. I, I could say that, but no, 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 he didn't say no. that. No, no, that's, no, no it's, it's understandable. Yeah. All right. I have some stuff that's arrived and I want to make something. Yeah, very I'm clear. jealous. Oh yeah. I know you're jealous. Uh, so I'm going to be showing you off ordered some the wrong stuff. stuff though. No, I didn't. No, I ordered the right stuff. No, you I have. Right and I'm going to look right in the camera when I say this deliberately to annoy Louie. I have drop squad commander minis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the proper name. At, at the, at the and, of this and we, we... I have a drop squad commander mini. Um, the the light kind of makes it hard to see properly, but like this is absolutely stunning. I, I will be doing like proper unboxings and stuff on this. The reflection of the light on my face kind of makes it hard to see. Um, John and I did a group order because he was ordering some stuff and asked me if I wanted some stuff. I didn't really have a lot of funds at the time, but I was like, well, he wanted to make an order before certain things weren't available again, and I was like, well, I want this stuff. I almost 
almost ordered a PHR guy at the same time, but I had to kind of control myself. I also have a terrain pack, which is going to eventually turn up on an Entropy City board. There is a dumpster in here, a very old broken couch, which is going to look amazing, and some people that happen to be sleeping in the street on sleeping bags. I'm not going to make judgments, but Entropy City is a very horrible place, and I imagine that most of the buildings are not really inhabitable. So that's very clearly homeless people, but that is not something I've seen anybody else do. And in the case that's of Entropy uh, City, it works in my world very well. So um, as much as I love Drop Fleet, as, as okay as Drop Zone is, this whole like going to the squad level and doing like the actual like more traditional for the hobby you know 28 mil scale figures 32 i am so excited yeah same look when and i'm going to just like say the proper name just for a minute when strike team commander comes out i am buying scourge for it um i mean it depends on how it happens i mean we don't really know a lot of the game at this stage we've made yeah. a lot of assumptions in the past uh one of the people that was in theory going to work on it at some point agreed with a lot of what we had to say but he's no longer with the company so it'll be interesting to see um i'm very very interested to see what they do and who's involved uh i think the who's involved will be the big thing with that mm -hmm. um squad based games at this particular point in time is where most of the money is um mm -hmm. like drop zone commander is a lot of fun but it's still mass battle um Drop Fleet is a lot of fun, but um, Space Games at the moment is a little bit oversaturated, and Drop Drop Fleet needs a new edition. It needed it when they put that new rule well, out, which is why I was critical and, about it. And it's the most difficult part about the game, and it's the most difficult way, you know, that needs to be figured ground out. Ground the combat ground needs combat to be fixed, yes. Needs They're very well fixed. aware of that. Yeah. Um, um, it's not the only thing that I've got recently, though, and I've kind of teased it here in the background while you guys were talking, but... Um, where is it? There it is reaching behind me i have a very large package sitting on my bed on my book uh my bed rather so we have don't look said. back rule set we have six expansions um so we have the heroes we have the new version of the killer box the faculty the quorum i think is that the quorum one yep the quorum we have bloody depths which is one that a commenter asked if i was going to review and we have the one that i think most of the audience has been waiting for people have been screaming for a traitor expansion since the game come out um like this is literally something that was created because fans wanted it uh and little tease of the book itself if you buy this you will not get this because this was exclusive to the back room uh this actually has glowing elements on it as well which is really cool like this will glow in the dark uh i have looked at the book uh i did look at the previews that they had released as part of the campaign when they were doing it but um i'm very happy this is a free killer that came as part of the back room and this is a secondary version of all of the characters in their prom gear which is just so much fun uh, I'm not 100% sure how I'm going to paint them yet with paint I also well yes <sighs> some random bad guys that you can paint up the hatchet measuring tool so I now have so both cool. of those although I don't know where my cleaver is I mean I don't know where my um, knife is knife and some tokens um, I will be going through all of these I'm not going to do like a whole week of opening everything all at once I'm going to try and spread this out um, and the expansions that you can't buy yet I will probably hold off and try to release those videos as they're about to be released and kind of try to take advantage of it um but if you have thoughts and opinions or questions you want answered i want to hear from you uh especially in regards to the rule book which is probably going to be the the hardest video to do i need to go through this and actually i mean obviously i could do the video like i normally do of like hey look at how pretty this is and kind of look at things but i'm kind of thinking 
hoping that after a month or two, I'll come back and do like a video comparing the two. I mean, it's not a fair comparison. The old rule book does not compare with the new one at all, but it might be something more interesting. I want to hear from people. So as far as hobby itself is concerned, um, I haven't really, I've, I've been working on Entropy City a bit. Um, I haven't done any painting. I've kind of had this thought of I need to work on my Necrons or I need to work on this or I need to work on that. But I've been away for most of the last two weeks, so I haven't done anything. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, let's do some game talk. Talk nerdy to me. All right. Now, we are going to start with Socks. Because Socks was a big meanie and a big stinky poo. And he decided not to show up last time. I'm sorry. So, so Socks, I have some questions for you. And that's pretty much going to be what Game Talk is today. What was your biggest surprise industry-wise in the in the last 12 months? You can interpret these questions however you want. Yeah. So for me, I, I made a point of pointing out that they redid Warhammer Epic because I was on record to say that I just didn't think they would ever do that. I just didn't think that they were interested. Uh, I don't remember what George said. Do you remember what you said, George? I had, I had kind of two, and I can't remember what it was either. Okay. <laughs> I can move on to the next question if you want more time with it. Yeah, because I kind of know what I want to say for the second one. All right. So your biggest hobby mistake of 2023. Oh, my hobby? My, my hobby mistake yep uh, okay what was the answer that you did have then because obviously that's not how you interpreted the question no what it's was not the, what's the what's the way that you was going to answer it then comic mass games changing how legion is played the entire rule set for legion okay I I, that, that could be probably my biggest surprise of 2023 is how much legion changed yep over the course of six seven i months. I, I could accept that as a, yeah, as a i think that's a fair. pretty big um because i was i got into that game as soon as it came out yes I, I absolutely loved that game and I've sold everything except for one army and I'm still trying to sell it because I don't like it anymore. Yeah. I mean, there is arguments to be made and I'm more playing devil's advocate here because you knew I agreed with you. I agree. Uh, th th there's arguments to be made where sometimes a game has to change up how it's played in order for the game to continue development. But that was pretty much universally planned pan that change. Um, and to my knowledge, I don't think they've gone back on it. So it'll be yeah, interesting so to see what happens. One of the guys that I play with, he's now a game tester for AMG mm -hmm. and he's testing out some stuff and he has talked about that, that is one thing that they are looking at is the whole line of sight so they are listening uh, then good they are listening given um, who is I... involved in that company i would have been surprised if they hadn't been listening honestly yeah will i get back into it no i'm having too much fun with the Sophie horse yeah that's fine uh biggest hobby <sighs> achievement in 2023 i think i know the answer to this i, I think i know which one it says too painting more painting more painting anything more. specific or is it just generic like that my my imperium for the Sophie horse Yep. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say your biggest achievement was becoming a war host for uh, Dystopian that's, Wars. That, that was what was on my yeah, list. Yeah, I, I... To be fair, it's not the first time he's been a part of one of these groups, though. Because yeah. you're on the Warlord one, too, aren't you? Uh, no, I'm not. Not Warlord. Oh, okay. Fair enough. No. Um, I, I would say yes. That, that is big. But hobby-wise, for me, specifically, I have a hard time because you guys know I move around every couple of years. And yeah. I have young kids. And so I don't have the, the nice setup that George has in the back there. I would love to have a nice painting setup where I can just leave all my stuff, not worry about my kids getting into my stuff, not having to set it up and take it back down. When I've, I've got my tables back here, when my boys want to pull out their games or whatever they want to play, I feel like I have to break that all back down and break it I all back up. I would love up. to have a spare room where I could just 
do whatever I want in it. A spare room would be lovely. So when I took a bunch of my stuff with me on vacation back to Utah, I was able to just spend the downtime that we had when we were visiting family or, or not doing anything really and just focus on painting stuff and yeah. to the point where most of my Imperium is, is painted except for the stuff I bought in it recently. Um, so I hobby achievement wise for me, yes, being a world host has been great. It's been fun. Uh, but achievement wise, getting as much painting as I did because that's the most painting I've done in years. You know what my answer would have been? Literally creating a gaming community. Nobody in your area was playing that game when you and your friends nope. started. Oh, that's that's fair. Fair. That too. That, that is, is what I would have told. That is what I would have told you. Um, yeah, but that's a good one too. Yeah, but but also to be to be fair, Bruce, you know, you know, us us gamers, we're we're already sort of like you know one form of a drug addict or another. And getting a drug addict to try a different drug is not the hardest thing. It can be when it's not a games workshop thing, though. It it all depends I'll, on I'll, getting I'll, the right. I'll paper. give you that right there. I'll no, give I you agree. that right there. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Like I say, seventy five to eighty percent. Like that's not a made up figure. It's literally that bad. Yeah. Um. The last question is most disappointing news, which is where I think your Legion thing should have gone. So I don't know if you have like a surprise that's a positive one or not. Nothing stills have been announced or done anything with Armada. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yep. No. That's fair. That's. Yep. Nope. All, they're, all they're doing is all they're doing is revising the the the, the, the keywords for the the cards, point values here and there, sending out little store packs that gives you little scenarios. But in terms of new ships, new squadron packs there has been dead silent for what are we on now three four years now almost we declared the game dead and then came back in april or march or something when they announced that they were supporting a tournament saying oh nope this is very clear evidence that something is happening and then still nothing has uh i would probably go as far as to say that atomic mass games at this point either need to do something or officially kill it they need to do one or the other or it sell it. it oh then th they'd have to sell the license that's not going to work mm. you got to think as how much money the license as my day owns the license uh, also, not well, it's not just a matter of that, but like you can't sell Armada without everything else Star Wars. Like X-Wing still sells Gangbusters. Shadowpoint yeah. is killing the market right now. Uh, Legion is still selling, despite everything. Not as well as it used to, obviously, but it is it is still selling. That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, um, but they also have one four Star Wars games. But they have four Star Wars games. That they have to eventually kill something. And Wait, so you think like Disney? They're oversaturating the market and milking the cow till it's dead? No. Why would they ever do that? I didn't say that. Um, no. Quite, I mean, quite like they're not giving it any attention. They should just kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Or do something with it. it it needs a new edition anyway which i had assumed was why they hadn't announced anything because they were taking their time with what what they were doing but it's becoming increasingly clear that they're not doing anything I'm doing anything it, it's i have been it, saying i want them to prove me wrong on this for at least two years now yeah they they have seriously been focusing on and i can see this now looking back 2020 you know the old saying mm. um amg was not happy when they got legion armada and x-wing they were working on Shatterpoint most likely at the time well they were working on Marvel at that stage. They were working on MCP, yes. So, also, my uh, guess is when they got handed so, Star Wars I, I mean, licensing stuff, they probably wanted to switch over and, and work on Shatterpoint because the MCP was doing so well for them. Yeah, I, I'm going to throw this out here because it's just real. We just talked about this. Um, the the space combat game market is kind of flooded. Yeah, as you said, Bruce. They maybe Which is why I say that. That's why I say Games Workshop should 
not do Battlefleet Gothic. So any company out there looking to get into a space combat game or anything like that, Don't. as you said, you know, and, and this is probably why we haven't heard news on Armada and why they haven't done anything with it is because the market is saturated. That being said, Games Workshop, being Games Workshop as big as they are, could force themselves onto that market and be marginally successful. I'm not going to lie. Battlefleet Gothic if... still has people interested in it. The problem is, right. is that that game is not as good as people remember it. Yeah. It's not going to uh, hold pr- up in today's market. The, the thing is, though, if if they were to tomorrow announce a two-player starter set... Oh, it'll sell gangbusters because people, people can't not buy their stuff. They're incapable I of would, thinking. Well, I would have to buy it. It's, I don't need it. I have I, I have Battlefleet yeah. 2.0. I already have it. Yeah, yeah. That's, it was written know, by so. the same guy. It, it was improved to be a better game. I'm, there's yeah. no way I would buy the old one. God, anyway. It's, it's, driving, it's driving me nuts now because I can't remember what my hobby surprise was, and I had like two of them. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> either. Um, I know that like my big one was... I had said like Warhammer Epic because like I, I just didn't think they were ever going to do it. Oh yeah. Um, I don't remember what my hobby mistake was. Oh, I remember mine. It was uh the 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 season three and four of Cthulhu Death May Die. Oh, that's right. Because mm. mm-hmm. that came out of nowhere. Yeah. That yeah. Um, actually, a little add on to that, and I'm so so Simon is reprinting a uh, it's a uh, Cthulhu based card game has nothing to do with Death May Die. Yeah. And the shipping's expensive. It's twenty five dollars for shipping, but the game itself is reaching price to like $40. And I'm going to wind up getting it because it comes with a five-pack of Cthulhu Death May Die Investigators. Agents Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Okay. So so it's, you know, and one's from New York, one's from London, one's from Jakarta. So it's like, you know, these secret agents from around the world investigating and stopping the ritual to summon whatever elder one. Okay, that's fun. That's so, fun. so for me, I'm just like, ooh, I want those investigators. And to be honest, I'm going to have to get that game to get it because as soon as people get those, they're going to be selling those investigators for a ridiculous scalp fee. Yeah, well, that is how the industry yeah. works, sadly, especially with Simon stuff. And I am yeah, going to say, so, unfortunately, because there is no positive side to that argument. Uh, George, upcoming I event. kind of have a... I, I oh. just thought of a surprise for me. Yeah? Oh, um, yes. How well Bad Crow Games has been able to continue on with the Kickstarter campaign after their creator and owner Ooh. of the game died. Yeah, Ooh. no, that, that, that's a good shout, actually. They have done very, very well. I just got another their update uh, a few days ago. Uh, they're getting into the final mold uh, reviews. They're about ready to do productions of all the second edition stuff. Uh, shipping should be here. They're saying quarter two of this year. But how well they've been able to pull the community together and uh, still keep this game going? Yeah, uh, has, is huge. That's that's pretty huge. That's yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, uh, you could almost argue the same for uh, Cromlick games too, or Cromlick yeah. or whatever. What happened with? Oh yeah, because they, yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it, it's a very similar, you know, similar situation of, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, the leader, you know, running the charge of this is not their leading anymore. So yeah, no, that's a, that's a good shout out there socks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, upcoming events. Oh yes. You got something else numbers or no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. All right. So the Melbourne figure painters collective meet at the last Sunday of every month at the Catherine, Catherine Syme library. That's on Faraday street in Carlton. It's literally, it's the Melbourne Library. Um, if you follow MFP Collective, so that's M for Mary, F for Figure, P for Painting, dot Collective on Instagram, you will get notifications as to when they're going to meet and so forth, but it's the last Sunday of every month uh, from 12 till 5pm. Uh, I'm going to try and get there this month, if I can. Um, Danger Close is coming really soon. So this is a drop zone commander tournament. It's on the 28th of January, 
50 points at the Bristol Gaming Collective. Um, definitely worth checking out, especially if you're a zone player. There is a Drop Fleet Commander Space Station competition still running on the Drop Fleet Commander community. If you are a Drop Fleet player and you want to get involved in the community, joining the Drop Fleet Commander community is a must. It is not an option. It, it, that is where the community is. Um, if you have opinions that you want TT Combat to listen to, that is where they will get them from. Um, I mean, they do have their um, TT agents as well, obviously, but the TT agents get their feedback from there as well as their own local player bases. Uh, I can say that with with, with accuracy. Uh, and here is a big one. So Arc 40K has been a huge Warhammer 40K tournament that's been going in, in Melbourne for many, many years now. Uh, it's got a 20-year history. It, it is one of the big ones. But this year, they seem to be making an effort to be more than just a tournament. They're trying to become an actual convention. This is happening at the Sandown Racecourse in Melbourne. Uh, there is an open painting competition that's happening this year. There is an Infinity Tournament that's happening as part of it this year. There is a Marvel Crisis Protocol Tournament happening this year. There is a separate Age of Sigmar category happening. There is a secret. There is a separate Arc Infinity happening. Uh, there's potential other stuff that there hasn't been released yet. They are going all out on that this year. Uh, it's being supported by a number of different large um, stores within Australia. It's being supported by Victoria Miniatures, Tarot Model Maker, who I'm not familiar with, um, House of War, who I am familiar with, and Gap Games that I am familiar with. So they de they definitely have some strong backing on this one. I would definitely recommend... Oh, there's also a Necromunda thing happening as well. I missed that one, sorry. So that is coming up on April the 27th and April 28th at the Sandown Racecourse in Melbourne. Um, we've never really... I mean, we have CanCon that happens. That'll be coming up shortly as well. Uh, but it's the first... But we haven't really had a proper major tournament scene. Like a proper big one. Like, um, not Gen Con. What's the other one? Adepticon. Adepticon. I mean, th this is not going to be Adepticon, but it's clearly trying to get that vibe behind it. So if you would like to try and grow the tournament scene in Australia, that's probably something you need to find an excuse to go to. Uh, even if it's just to go and watch or whatever and support your friends and stuff. Like That would be something to check out, definitely. But otherwise, thank you very much to Valhalla Hobby for sponsoring us. Um, we They help, keep, help us keep the lights on. Uh, you'll notice that George used a different code at the beginning of the show that's because it has changed for 2024 to a code that's more uh generic uh because otherwise it needs to change every year and that just gets annoying um but if you use the code tabled at checkout you'll get five percent off your order uh so long as it's over a hundred dollars it is a one year's code which is interesting because we had people that had used it more than once so but that seems to have been fixed now so it is a one year's code uh valhalla hobby have all of your big stuff i mean obviously they have all of the stuff that we've been talking about but they have a real passion for the in for the indie side of the market as well uh they can get your bushido stuff they can get all of your war cradle stuff they can get your black site studio stuff they've got stuff that's coming in from the uk they have stuff that's coming in from across the us they have huge amounts of indie stuff they have a real passion for it like we do which is how we got connected um one of our patreons had reached out to them and it was like oh actually i don't remember i don't remember if it was the patreon that pointed them out to us 
or if they pointed it out to Shay. I don't remember. It's one or the other anyway, but there was a connection there and that's kind of how we got connected. So Yeah, I, I know when uh, searching their site, there's only been like one time where I've looked for something and they haven't had it and that was paints. And to to be quite honest, you know, in this uh, hobby, you know, you can't carry all the paints out there. Everything no. else I've looked for, they've had. So. Speaking of market saturation, there's too many paint lines out there at the moment too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you enjoy what we're doing, please consider supporting us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash getting tabled. They get early access to almost every video content that we do, uh, including the episodes. They get this four days early. Uh, in case of YouTube videos, they get it at least 24 hours early. It depends on what the plan is. Obviously, in the case of this stuff, uh, they will be getting it massively early. Um, but if you can support us, please do. It helps us keep the lights on. Uh, it helps us not have to put more funds into this than we already do. It, it, it's really, really helpful. Uh, you can find us at gettingtabled.com. If there's anything that we've discussed in this episode, the most recent episode, all of the links are available on the website uh, to literally what I have been talking about during the show. Um, you can find us at facebook.com slash gettingtabled. Uh, follow us. That That is the most active social media that we have. We do also have Twitter and Instagram at gettingtabled. They are being used more, but Facebook is the big one. Uh, subscribe Bruce, to us on I'm YouTube. Gonna I'm going to jump in there real quick. The The website for uh, Patreon, if you do want to support us, is patreon.com slash gettingtabled. Yes, I did say that. I did. I don't remember hearing it, so I just want to make sure we do that. <laughs> subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash gettingtabled. Uh, we have a video coming out every week. Uh, it, it is rather active. All three of us are actually doing content for it now. It's not just my face that you're seeing all the time. I almost did it again, but I didn't. Uh, if you have any questions, any concerns, anything that you would like us to cover, if you're someone that's out there that wants to get out an opinion on something, gettingtabled at gmail.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Jason the Bruce. Uh, I stream casually. Um, I do a little bit of hobby content. I do video gaming content. It's just whatever is happening at the time. And otherwise, if you have similar interests in toys, I'm also a member of Toy Reel, youtube.com slash Toy Reel. Uh, there's videos, there's live videos, there is review videos happening there all the time as well. Otherwise, thank you very much to the gentleman, Major Socks, and Indeed. thank you to the other person, George. George is a Marine. He doesn't get caught a gentleman. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table, music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.